So you haven't been sleeping well? No, not really. <laughs> yeah, I'm just getting ready to move into a new apartment. And, I don't know, stress with packing. Yeah. You know, trying to find a job. <laughs> you know, tiny things. Tiny, tiny things. <laughs> tiny things you know. keep you awake at night. <laughs> <laughs> then we're like, oh, I'm not sleeping until, you know, 2 a.m. And I'm waking oh. up at 7. That's really the worst. I know, it really is. It's terrible. I hate it when that happens. You're just lying there like, why? Why am I awake? Why, why am I, I still awake? Mm. I don't know. But it'll be okay. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm Wesley. I'm Chelsea. And this is Viewing Party. Party. I'm so glad you joined in on the unison. <laughs> so you probably noticed that Katie is not here today. Um, she's dealing with some stuff with her family and life and things that are more important than podcasts, because there are <laughs> things more important than podcasts. So instead, Chelsea is here with me today. Whoop, whoop. Yay. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I know. I'm glad <laughs> to see one of my favorite miniseries ever. Yes. We didn't just watch a movie this week, guys. Nope. We watched... Marathon. A lot of movie. <laughs> a lot of movie. This is true. Yeah. So for this week's episode, we watched Pride and Prejudice. But which one? Which one? Which the, one? The definitive. To me, my favorite <laughs> and the absolute best of all the different versions that they've made of Pride and Prejudice on film, including all the different variations. Yeah. We watched Colin Firth and Jennifer L. in the BBC version of Pride and Prejudice. Yes. Which I think is the absolute best one. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you which one you think is the best, because I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> There's many that I really like that I think are awesome and wonderful, Yeah. Uh, but this to me is the hands down absolute best, but it is five hours long. It is long. <laughs> it is long. It didn't, actually it didn't feel as long as it could have felt. That's true, yeah. 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 Like I've sat through two hour movies that felt infinitely longer yeah. than this five hour saga did. Yeah, and it's funny because I probably saw this first when I was about 12, so it's been many, many yeah. years, um, and I saw it in the 60-minute or the 50-minute like episodes that mm-hmm. first happened, because that's how it was. It was a miniseries at first, uh, before they made it to be a oh, lot. Hey, so, Siri. Uh, why is Siri deciding to tap? She does that sometimes know. during our recordings. I don't really know why. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, Siri just wants to join in on, join yeah. in on the fun. Um, what was I talking about? How great this movie is. This movie is pretty awesome. <laughs> so why do you think it's the best of all the adaptations? Because it covers almost the entire novel, which yeah. when you're trying to do a two-hour long version, you're not going to get to every single thing. There's a lot of nuances mm-hmm. are not there. Whereas yeah. with this one, you can cover all the nuances. Um, and I think as a, as a, 11 or 12 year old when I first saw it it was just so sweeping and so romantic and you're kind of like are they going to get together or not and it was like always this question up until the very end yeah that's true if you haven't read the book like there's a lot of like what's going to happen right like how's this going to work out like and you kind of I mean it's a little slow in the beginning yeah honestly it is but it's just it's to me it's the first version of a romantic comedy yeah. You know, in a novel. Mm-hmm. And then it turns it into true. film. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's just really great. And I 
it was really good. Like, I can't argue with you there. It was a pretty great adaptation. Yeah. I felt like it really captured all the characters really well. Right. And, like, the relationships between all the characters. Uh-huh. It was really good. Yeah. Something we kept talking about while watching it was how, like, so many just, like, silent <laughs> eye stares at people. Or, like, side eye. Or just, like... Uh. An entire scene about winking. (laughs) All the non-verbals in this are, they're almost cheesy. But but not quite. But not quite. They're just enough to be believable. Yes. Especially with the sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could definitely (laughs) tell, like, it definitely felt like they were real sisters. and Just, like, giving each other, like, just kind of that, like, look with a smile. And... Yeah. Yeah, the one scene where she just like smiles at Jane and Jane's like, Stop it. Like I've done that to my sister. <laughs> yeah, it's I think this this adaptation really captures the nonverbal very well. Mm-hmm. Which you don't get all of those in a two hour adaptation. Yeah, it's hard to get all of that subtlety. Yeah, it's the subtlety. That's what makes this this adaptation so great is all the subtlety. And then you put Colin Firth in it. That just makes it so much better. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, it just... I don't know. I mean, I, I would say I probably fell in love with Colin Firth when I was 12, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can see why people say, like, he's the definitive Darcy. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. 100% can yes. see that. Yeah. I mean, I think back in 2005, when the Keira Knightley and Matthew McFadden version came out... Mm-hmm. That was a great version. Yeah. It, it covers the plot really well in the two-ish hours. Mm-hmm. That's the one that I'm most familiar with out of all of them. Yeah. Because I have I just remember watching it a lot in college because that's mm-hmm. when it came out was when right. I was in college. Mm-hmm. And that one has a lot more, like, cinematography. Yes. Like, really nice scenes uh-huh. and that kind of thing, whereas yeah. this is way more plot. And Which also, neither is bad. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, I think what was nice about the 2005 version is that at the very end, you felt like um, Lizzie and Darcy really connected, and they mm-hmm. said, "Oh, I love you," yeah. and you know, you have bewitched me, buddy, and soul. And there's yes. that yeah. that great line, which kind of helps bring yeah. it together just a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but that to me is for the modern audience. True. Yeah. Whereas there were things that were a little tweaked for the audience. Yeah. Whereas this version, if you're a Jane Austen purist. Yeah. Oh, this is your ticket. I mean, I recognize entire passages from this, from the book. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it just, it just captures it in all different ways. Yeah. It's because it's, it's the pure version of it, which is so lovely. Because, I mean, I remember growing up, because I loved this so much, I went back and watched, um, there's a 1940s version with Catherine Hepburn in it. Oh, interesting. And, uh, yeah, and that's, it's, it is different. I bet. It is different. But, I mean, that one was okay, but it, it wasn't this. Yeah. Um, and then, what's another one? Bride and, Bride and Prejudice. Bride and Prejudice is a really good one. Yes. I really enjoyed that. It's I watched so it a fun. couple years ago and was like, yeah. these dance numbers yes. are wonderful. Get rid of the light bulb, you know? So good. Yeah. Um, yeah, plus, it, I mean, you had beautiful, interesting people in that version, too, mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed. Yeah. But still the crazy family dynamics. Yeah. And 
Yeah, it was a really interesting twist on it. We were talking about how there's so many versions of this yeah. movie and like reinterpretations and just weird things. Mm-hmm. I was telling you about how I had done a whole paper on Pride and Prejudice and Zombies right. and then recently watched that movie, which is a whole trip. It's craziness. <laughs> it's craziness. <laughs> like, that's really the best way to describe it. Yeah. There's a lot of like swords. <laughs> Lots of swords. It's a little different than little, what we just watched. A little different. There were some swords in this, but well, Dar- yeah, Darth Vader mo- mostly like militia related. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. There's no real uh, violence in this, in this version. <laughs> no, although what was the line Collins had about like violent affection? Something oh, in his proposal. Well, his proposal was dumb. Well, it real. was terrible. Like yes. <laughs> Yeah, we'd have decided that basically all the men in this movie are bad at proposals. Yeah, they're not good at it. They were not good at it. No. I mean, to their defense, they probably have barely spoken to women they weren't related to. Yep. But still. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the differences that we kind of talked a little bit about um, is that I feel like he's... This version had a really good Mr. Collins because he mm-hmm. was just so slimy. The word I kept coming back to is odious. Yes. Like. Yes. Just like, uh-huh. oh, like he's just so yeah, terrible. You're just like, you're the worst. <laughs> and he's not, it's not like he's a bad person. Right. It's just. Off-putting. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't get any better. No. It might get worse, actually. Yeah. That part where he, like, waved at Charlotte and everyone <laughs> just wanted to, like, throw up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh. Even so she cool. was like, oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. He was just, uh, uh. But again, like, good job making me hate you that much. That, yeah. 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 Whereas the 2005 version had, what was it, uh, Tom Hollander in it? Or yeah, something, something I think like that's that. What it was. He was also in Pirates of the Caribbean, which kind of really, yeah. oh my gosh, yeah, I did and with Kira Knightley, and it was just, that's so weird. I know it is really weird. <laughs> I had clearly have not watched very many Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean movies. He's in like the second or third one, I think, that's, or both of those. That's weird. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but his Collins is much more tolerable. Yeah, it was more pitiable, Maybe I think. That's what it like is. you kind of have a little bit more sympathy towards his yeah. like misunderstanding of everything. Whereas uh-huh. this guy, like, you don't feel sorry for him. You know he's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Collins. Oh <laughs> uh, he's just it's like you understand why Charlotte does it. Um, it's still a, diff- a little bit of a difficult decision to it see is. her, like, marry yeah. him. Yeah. But, like, you totally get it, though, too. Yeah, and I think, I don't remember how they explain it in the book, but I know in the 2005 version, mm-hmm. like, she makes her case very plain that, like, mm-hmm. I don't have very many prospects, and yeah. I'm getting older, and I need to do something, or it's going to be a burden to my family. And yeah. he's tolerable and nice to me. And yeah. he give me all the things that I need. Yeah, he, I could see him doing that, too. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It's logical, considering her circumstances. Yeah. Not uh, that I would ever do that, but I can see right. where she's coming from. Well, if it was 1813, I'd understand why she's doing that. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. But then again, they were all like old maids at like 24. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you probably didn't live past like 50. Yeah. 60. Maybe. I don't know what life expectancy was in 1800s Maybe 60. England, Maybe 60. Yeah, that's why you got married young. Yeah. So you could make some babies. Maybe not as young as Lydia, but... Oh, Lydia. She was barely 16. She was 16, yeah. So young. I actually know someone in my family who got married that young. Are they old now? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> no, she... So it's my mom's... One of my mom's cousins, and she met someone in high school, and they wanted to get married, and... She, like, begged and begged her mom, for her parents, for permission. And eventually gave them permission, and they got married and have been together for, like, 50 years. I mean, good for them for being together that long. Yeah. Like, he's a pastor now, has been for, like, 20 years or probably more, probably more like 30. But, yeah, like, they've been married since they were 16 and 18 years old. Oh, my gosh. Like, I can't. so dumb at 16 I can't imagine, like... As a 30-year-old, right, looking yeah. back to what my life was half a lifetime ago and thinking I would have been ready to get married then. Oh. I don't think I was driving yet at that I age. I was driving at 16, but, oh. That's just mind-boggling. Just mind-boggling. Oh, these days, I'm like, does anyone make good decisions at 16? I don't, not very many people do. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, uh-uh. so bizarre. Yeah. That life is, like, so very foreign to me. <laughs> yes. Yes. But, but Lydia was also an idiot. Yeah, like she was, yeah. She just, she, she's very, this is going to be so funny to everyone. Like, that's what she kept saying, and you're just like, yeah. oh, it's a bad reason to get married, because yeah. it's going to be funny. Right. Don't do that. Especially in this time period. Like, divorce is not a thing. Yeah. Like, you're in this. You're in this, and your husband's going to become a drunk because he realizes he can't deal with you. Although we did decide they were perfect for each other. Yes. Well, they They deserve deserve each other. That's different. Yes. It was because, oh, Wickham. Wickham. Yeah. Very smooth. Smooth operator. Yeah. Gambler. Yeah, he had a lot of issues. Yeah, yeah. He had lots of issues. Not, not actually a very good person. No. On the opposite end of the spectrum is Jane, who is basically the most perfect human being ever <laughs> created. <laughs> like, she is so nice, it's almost yeah. a problem. Yes. She's always wanting to see the good in people. She tried so hard. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Maybe it's a misunderstanding. Maybe both of these things are misunderstandings. And Lizzie's just like, oh, honey. Oh, like, no. What are you doing? What are you doing? If only, if only I could see people that nicely. She just, yeah. Lizzie even is like, I can't. How do you even do it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jane, she's just so lovely. <laughs> but sometimes really naive. Yeah. Which is why she's marrying the puppy dog of, of yes. Bingley. Bingley is, you said he was a golden oh, retriever, yeah. and he 100% <laughs> is the most puppyish person. He even would, like, show up with, like, his eyes real wide, like, oh, yeah. like I'm so excited to be here right now. 
<laughs> it was so puppyish. Yeah. Just love people. Yeah. Really love Jane. Yeah. Couldn't keep his eyes off her. Yeah. So enamored. Yeah. So they're like, mm, they deserve each other. Yes. In a good way. In a different way. <laughs> yeah. What else can we say about this adaptation? Who do you identify with in this adaptation? In this movie, I think in Pride and Prejudice, I always end up being Charlotte. Which I would agree with your... Yeah. Your, uh, the kind of level-headed yeah. one. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully I don't end up with a Collins. That would be terrible. Oh, oh you, no. you would do much better at what <laughs> Than any any Collins you come across, oh. you see a Collins, just you run. run the other way. You run. You don't. You don't walk. You run. I will. That would be one of the few times I would run. Repeat your back to another movie we've seen together. Don't wait. Walk don't run. Walk don't run. I love that movie so much. No, that. Oh, oh we watched that at like midnight. It was, and it yeah. was one of the slowest movies it is, I've ever seen. It's in a my pretty life. slow movie, but I <laughs> love it so much. We're, I'm gonna make somebody watch it for this podcast because it is one of my like all time favorites. It's like no one has ever heard of it. So it's a this movie with Cary Grant. It was his last movie. It came yeah. out in the '60s, whatever year we were in was, Japan for the yeah. Olympics. '64, yeah, '64. So yeah, the one of the it's set in Japan during the Olympics, and they literally filmed it in Japan during the Olympics. I don't know how that worked out. But he's trying to, like, fix up this young couple, and at some point ends up, like, in a marathon <laughs> in uh-huh. the middle of Tokyo, and it's the most wonderful thing. <laughs> it's, oh, it's one of those screwball comedies, but it takes a while to get to the punchline. It does. That's what it is. The punchline's good. It just yeah. takes a really long time to There's get there. There's a lot of setup and a lot of, yeah. like, madcap, like. Yeah. And when you're watching it at midnight, you're like, when is this thing going to end? I can see that, yeah. <laughs> but the punchline is good. Yeah. I don't want to reveal the punchline. No, it's okay. The punchline is good. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, it's fun. My mom and I love that movie so much. <laughs> and I'm super excited because we're going to be in Japan for a Summer Olympics coming up soon. Oh. And then I will have even more reason to watch. <laughs> so maybe we'll save it to whenever we're at the Summer Japan Olympics. That's like in three years. Yeah. See. <laughs> We've got a lot of movies on the list, so we'll probably be fine. <laughs> I'm okay. sure I can wrestle up some other Cary Grants for us to watch. <laughs> Um, I want to say one of my favorite parts of this movie, but besides all the stairs that come for its gifts. They were all wonderful. <laughs> they were! You're, you're just like looking at, you're watching him stare at Lizzie and you're just like, I want a man to stare at me that way. Yes. And when he does, I'll probably know that he's it. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll be done. Yeah. I especially loved the scene well, I think you pointed it out, but when they're playing the like the piano forte yeah. when they're yeah. with Georgiana. Yeah. And like he's just kind of sitting on the couch, like stupidly smiling at her while yep. she's badly playing mm-hmm. the piano. Mm-hmm. And you're and even the other characters just kinda look at him like, oh no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like her uncle like, is, is looking at Darth like, Oh yeah, you're a goner. Yeah. 
That was a that was a pretty great yeah. look. <laughs> and then they both look at each other and they're like, "Oh." Yeah. But one of my absolute favorite scenes that gets me every time is that Darcy's coming home to Pepperly. <laughs> yes. Don't talk about this part. You have to. You it's have just to. the best part of this whole adaptation. It's the even. only thing that goes off book. <laughs> yes, in literally. The, like, in the entire five hours. Right. And but we're all geniuses. so glad that they did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have... Darcy coming home, he gets off his horse and he decides, I'm really hot. <laughs> Both physically and literally. <laughs> I mean, you can literally see his house. Like, yeah. like, that's the best part. Is It's not like he's really far away and wants to, like, yeah. refresh himself. No, he can see the house. See but it's like, it's my own land, so I yeah. can do what I want. Yeah. So he decides to, you know, take off some of his clothes. Yeah. He does not take off all of them. This is not this is an R-rated ad- adaptation. <laughs> yeah, takes off all his clothes. It goes for a dip. In his lake, his yeah. miniature pond. <laughs> one of them. One of them, probably one of many. <laughs> yeah, and then he comes out, out of the water and like, yes, God first. Picks up all his clothes and you're like, he is still fully dressed and he is still yeah. very beautiful. Somehow. Um, and, and then he's walking to his house with all of his stuff and then Lizzie comes out. You see them both walking kind of toward each other, not but seeing each other. they don't know each Yeah. Yeah, they don't know they're there, both at Pemberley. And then they have this lovely, awkward moment where they both see each other, and it's it's just like, oh no, my crush is here. Or, the man that proposed to me is here. Yeah. You know? It was so awkward and so great. Yes! (laughs) There are so many awkward Darcy moments, and I loved all of them. Yes. This one was the number one, though. Yeah. It's just so good, because he's just stumbling over his words, and he's, he's asking, is your family all right? Twice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she just, at some point, she just, like, glances down at him and just, like, okay, this yeah. is happening right now. Yeah. It's, and he's, he's a little more attractive than I once <laughs> thought he was. Yeah. You know. Which is a, would have been a very scandalous meeting for 18, yeah. 15. Yeah. That is very true. Yeah. Yes. Because I, I remember in um, in the 2005 version, mm-hmm. I have that on DVD, and it has a commentary track from the director. Yeah. And they made a big point of, in that similar scene at Pemberley, mm-hmm. when, like, he hands her back into the carriage, and, like, they touch hands for the first time. Uh-huh. And, like, the director just specifically wanted to make you realize, like, that was literally the first time they would have ever touched each other because you just didn't touch people right. that you didn't know right. that were outside your family. So yeah. to know that that was the kind of social norm, that, like, touching someone's hand was a big deal, to this version being, like, just dripping wet in front of you Even though would have been still not... pretty scandalous. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. scandalous because it was a state of undress for sure. Yeah. And that's why they're, like, looking super bashful. Yeah. Like, oh, like, no. Oh, no. What? I can't, where do I look? Right. Like, <laughs> what do I, I don't do? know where to look. But, like, you mentioned while we were watching it, it was a little bit of the female, female gaze. A little bit. Which was pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, considering, I think this adaptation was written by a man. That is interesting. To kind of have To put this, that scene specifically. Yeah. Like, because, I mean, he's definitely being objectified. Yeah. All for it. Because yeah. Because. It, but it, it wasn't adds, like distastefully objectified. No, like if this had been gender swapped, like it would have been uh-huh. 
I can only imagine. It, like, it wasn't like Wonder Woman objectification of Chris Pine. No. But that was a great scene in it, too. That was a hilarious scene in that movie. Yes. It was, it <laughs> dialed that back, like, five steps. Yeah. And it's the same type of deal. Yeah. But it, but it kind of, it, I don't know, I think. Yeah. For some reason, because in our eyes, he's still fully clothed. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was the moment when people in England and America, when it was showing, fell in love with Colin Firth. Oh, I'm sh- yeah. That's like the definitive Colin Firth moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he probably didn't even realize that was going to happen probably when they were not. filming it. Yeah. Um, but it's just that, like, you're like, oh, man, why am I all hot and bothered over a man that's fully dressed? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> For, you know, for some yeah. reason, like, it just is. Yeah. That was the moment you're like, boom. You're like, done. yes, I like this actor. This is a great movie. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, I don't know, maybe because he was so vulnerable. Yeah. In some ways. Yeah. And you're like, yep. For this guy. Yeah. I was just, I remember, just remembered that how much, uh, Bridget Jones's diary is a reflection of this movie. Oh, yeah. And he mm-hmm. plays a guy named Darcy yep. in that movie as well. Yep. And I don't know if there's a similar scene, except that, like, he does show up to a party in, like, a really embarrassing Christmas sweater. Oh, the jumpers, yeah. Yeah. The jumpers. Mm-hmm. And that might be that same kind of, like, I look ridiculous and I'm really vulnerable right now. Yeah. That, wasn't that one of the first times they met? I think so. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. Yeah. Bridget and Baby is a really good movie, actually. Oh, good. It's funny. I think the middle one was a little iffy. Yeah, no, I actually thoroughly enjoyed Bridget Jones's Big Peak. I'll have to watch that one. I haven't seen it yet. I think it's on Netflix. I think it might be. I think I've seen it on and there. And it was, I, probably because I enjoy both Colin Firth and Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. That They're both I, great. I just found it fun. It was fun. Yeah. Let's leave it like, as... Good, maybe not, but like, enjoyable. I found it very enjoyable. Yeah. Let's leave it there. Yeah. Is it a fantastic, amazing piece of uh, film? No. But <laughs> that wasn't the point. <laughs> that was not the point. Yeah. It's exactly. It's a lot of fun. So, and like, Renee Zellweger is funny. Yeah. And a very relatable, I'm still single at, like, 40. Yeah. Type way, and I, and I found myself relating yeah. to some of her, like, feelings. <laughs> like, I know what you're feeling. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. That was yeah, fun. I like the Bridget Jones character. She's kind of quirky and lovable. Yeah. But yeah, another weird adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that one because it's so different. Yeah. But it's amazing that got Colin Firth to be in that movie. I know. I know. It's, it's <laughs> kind of hilarious. I'm pretty sure. Like, I wonder if it's been so long, but I wonder mm-hmm. if they reference, like, Pride and Prejudice at all in it. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Yeah. And, like, to, to have a character named Darcy that, like, uh-huh. somebody wouldn't bring it up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad they got him in that role because yeah, he was great. Yeah, he was wonderful. But. Yeah. Did you watch that again? Yeah. Basically, forget about the second one. Yeah. Just the number one and number one three. so weird. Are the fun ones. <laughs> she was, like, kidnapped in, like, a weird country. Yeah. It was bizarre. See, this one, it's more along the lines of she's single at the beginning of the movie and then 
um, she ends up having, she ends up meeting a guy having a one night stand at a festival. Yeah. Which was hilarious. Yeah. Like Glastonbury type festival. Yeah. And she meets Ed Sheeran and it's like super funny. <laughs> he has a little cameo in it. But it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Has a one night stand with Patrick Dempsey and then a week later hooks up again with Darcy at a party. Yeah. And then she gets pregnant and she basically has no idea who the father right. is. Yeah. So hilarity ensues. ensues. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the basic premise of that. I'm sure it's fun then. It's fun. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I who am I rooting for? Yeah. yeah. Who yeah. am I rooting for? Yeah. So it's just a, it's not like Hugh Grant and Colin Firth are, you know. Literally fighting each other. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm the pretty first sure that happened. It's funny. Yeah. But the second movie, you're probably, eh. Whatever. Yeah. What are you doing? Hugh Grant. Unless it's not in hell. Yeah. Yeah, he's so good in that movie. I okay. just watched Music and Lyrics last night uh-huh. again. Have you seen that? I have. It's been a long time. It's, yeah. it's silly. But <laughs> I love the, the like, fake 80s musical uh-huh. video they have at the beginning <laughs> of that movie so much. <laughs> From his, like, fake band that he was in. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. I think I just, like, watched that part on repeat a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> because the song is so catchy and it's so silly. It just makes me so happy. <laughs> all the British actors yeah so which character did you identify with the most in this I feel like I'm a combo between Lizzie and Jane just because I definitely identify with like Lizzie is a very passionate woman Mm -hmm. and she's also incredibly truthful Mm -hmm. so you may not always know what she's thinking but she'll vent it to her closest friends yes yeah. That's very much something that I do. Yeah, I can see that. Of I may not I may have somewhat of a poker face when I first meet you or mm-hmm. you know, and, and Lizzie has a little bit of that like I'm not really gonna tell you what I think unless you ask me. Yeah. Very pointedly that mm-hmm. I won't be super frank with you. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, she's a very passionate woman. She's kinda headstrong. Um but she can be quiet and subdued when she needs to. Mm-hmm. So I, I really identify a lot with that. Yeah. But I think I'm, I'm quieter than she can be at times. Probably. So that's where I, I have some of the Jane. Jane, yeah. 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 So that's what, what I like. Cool. About that. I know everyone wants to be Lizzie, but not everyone yeah, can be Lizzie. Yeah, I don't think I'm at all Lizzie. Except for the part that she reads a lot. <laughs> but I feel like Charlotte would be the same way, though, too. Yeah, yeah. Just very reasonable. Kind of like the voice of reason. Very yeah. practical. A thinker about a lot of things. Yeah. Um, a little bit shyer. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Charlotte's still a good character. And she was still helpful. Yeah. Along the way. She's a good friend. Yeah. Yeah, she's a really good you root for Jane, you root for Lizzie. You do not root for Lydia. No, you don't. <laughs> you forget about Kitty. Yeah. Poor Kitty. You remember Mary because Mary's the boring one. Yeah. Like, she's so <laughs> boring. Oh. Yeah. She's just the boring one. She really is. Like, I feel bad. 
Because she's kind of portrayed as, like, the dowdy and kind of, like, Mm -hmm. like, I wouldn't say, like, party pooper type, but, like, she's kind of just a Debbie Downer a little bit. Yeah. She's like, y'all want to do that? I don't want to do that. (laughs) I wouldn't have behaved that way. We should all take this as a lesson. (laughs) No, like, this is not helpful, Kitty. Yeah. Whichever one you are, stop it. Yeah. (laughs) And then their mother is just insufferable. (laughs) They use the word insufferable a lot in this movie and definitely applies to a lot of the characters. Yeah. But yeah, the mom is so... She and Lydia are so much alike. True. So much alike. Except the mom actually married a good man. True. She was at least level-headed enough to do that and not run off with the guy she was in love with that was in the army that she talked about. Yeah. But she was so concerned with weddings and money and happy and appearances. Appearances. It was all shallow things. It wasn't Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, we actually really like each other. Yeah. Or yeah, he's a man of good character. Whereas their dad was much more in tune to that. Yeah. It was really interesting because you don't often see like involved dad characters. That's true, in, yeah. Especially in, like, that time period, I would imagine. Yeah. But he's always, like, that character has always been, like, I've always noticed, like, how involved he is with his daughters and how, yeah. like, mm-hmm. concerned mm-hmm. he is for their well-being. Yeah. He's a very good dad. Yeah. He was not always aware of things, but that's because people didn't tell him things. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But he did care about his daughters to know them even though he called them the silliest one in England yeah a lot yeah he did <laughs> he was not wrong necessarily no he was not wrong <laughs> not at all but yeah especially that scene where he's like your mother will never talk to you again if you don't marry him and I will never speak to you again if you do <laughs> and you were just like yes the dad is so on her side yeah and like so knows her yeah he yeah. did he knew her he yeah. knew it was going to be a good fit and what wasn't going to be a good fit and you're like, yes, yes, forget. Yeah, and even when, like, finally when she was talking to him about Darcy, he was mm-hmm. like, are you sure you want to be with someone who you're not going to be an equal partner with? He was way more, he was like, I don't care what kind of money he has. That's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah. Are you going to be happy with this? Mm-hmm. Which is so nice. Yeah. Like, to see dads <laughs> that do that. Yeah, because I'm like, these days you don't see a lot of literature who have these, who have these like, strong... You get weird dads, like the dad in Twilight, which was, I don't, I he barely read for those. her, but um, he was kind of absent. Yeah. That's what he was, he was absent. Yeah. You tend to get that kind of dad in books now, which is just yeah. sad. It is kind of sad, yeah. Yeah. Whereas I feel like, uh, I realize a lot of people don't have one dads but like that's not the example that I have yeah uh, yeah I'm like we both have dads who actually know us and yeah. care about us and they're like oh yeah we, we like you yeah I love you <laughs> and I like you as my kid yeah you know? yeah <laughs> so you know dads that actually know you yeah I think it's easy especially on like you see a lot of sitcoms with like mm-hmm. the hapless dad doesn't yeah. really know what he's doing doesn't know how to take care of the kids, like, yeah. can't survive without mom there. 
But then somebody was talking the other day about how actually Phil Dunphy on Modern Family uh-huh. is kind of the opposite, where he's like a bumbling weird dad, but it's because he cares so much for his kids mm. and like is really trying to like be there for them. Mm. He's just not particularly great at it necessarily, <laughs> but he's trying so hard and how like different that was compared to other mm. like, mm. you know, everybody loves Raymond kind of dads. We had a whole dad episode recently, so we okay. were talking a lot about dads. Okay. <laughs> For Father's Day. Yes. Yeah, so our our Father's Day episode was we watched a bunch of movie trailers with movies that pertain to dads <laughs> and then compared them to our own dads. Aww. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. There's some terrible movie dads out there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The Godfather? No. <laughs> Not a good dad example. <laughs> Yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire? Better. Aw, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Aww. Pretty good dad. Good dad. Put a weird bear shell on your head, but you're yeah. a good dad. Yeah, basically. Oh, God, that movie was so funny. Yeah, I know. Still we, hurts. we felt that, too. <laughs> we were like, oh, so sad. <laughs> so, Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. Anything else we need to say about it? Just that there was that fun line where um, it was Jane asking Lizzie, when was the first time you fell in love with Darcy? <laughs> and, and she's like, well, I think it had to be the first time when I went to Pemberley. And I'm just thinking, Oh, ah. she says, like, when I saw the grounds at Pemberley? When I saw the grounds at Pemberley, I'm like, ah, it's when you saw, it's when you saw, you know. Mr. Darcy and his wet t-shirt contest thing <laughs> going on. Which, in her defense, was the first time she was at Pemberley. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's like, oh, different side, Mr. Darcy. <laughs> you're, not, you're not all prim and proper all the not time. the stuffy Mr. Darcy that, like, right. showed up and insulted me and then tried to right. get me to marry him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so funny. How bad their engagement, their proposals were. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I tried really hard not to like you, so please put me out of my misery and marry me. <laughs> and she's like, what? No. Like, stop this. <laughs> quit propo- people quit proposing to me. Well, it's so funny because I was reading um, the interview by Connor. Oh, yeah, you have this handy little book that yeah. came with your DVDs. And he said he thought that proposal was super romantic, actually. Because I was like, I can't. He couldn't fight yeah. the feeling. Yeah. So he's going against all of his better judgment and saying, like, hey, like, I really want to be with you, even though all of my logic says, yeah. or all of society says, mm-hmm. this isn't okay. I can see that, but he worded it so poorly. That's the thing. He yeah. worded it pro- The feelings, the feelings are romantic. Yeah. Very you know? much. It's like, yeah. I, yeah, despite all odds. Right. But instead, he was like, in spite of all your faults. <laughs> and that is not romantic. Yeah, yeah, no. No. It's not a positive comment, too. Yeah. Much. Like, yeah. Oh. So they're saying, oh, I love you. Even though there's a lot against us. Yes. Will you marry me? Yeah. That would have been great. She might have actually said yes, even though 
came at her out of the blue because you've been acting like a weirdo and just like staring at her for the past six months. Yeah, because I think like he literally he's like, oh, he danced with her. He had little mini arguments with her, which for him were like foreplay. Like, Basically. <laughs> yeah. Like that was his flirting. It was like, well, I'm not good at this. So sorry. She's like, I, okay. And so, I mean, I get like, she's totally Yeah. Confused. She's totally has no idea what's happening. Yeah. And you're like, we know. Like watching yeah. it, you're like, clearly this poor man is just awkwardly in love with her. Yeah. Doesn't know what to do about it. Yeah. Like the part where he like, you know, when he asked her to dance, mm-hmm. which had to have been hard for that character, yeah. having said that like, she was barely tolerable the last time they saw each other. Yeah. Uh-huh. He probably was like kicking himself. Like, why did I do this to myself? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, don't trust the smooth operator. Yes. And don't be afraid of the slightly awkward man who could be a very good man. True. That's the moral of the story. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and if he happens to be rich and have a giant house. And be good looking. It's fine. On top of it. Yeah. But unfortunately, That's sometimes great. that combination doesn't always happen. Yeah. <laughs> there is no real Mr. Darcy, unfortunately. Unfortunately... And he's just a wonderful... Despite the fact that we all want to marry him. <laughs> right? Yeah. But we want to marry him just because he's a good man and yeah. he's loyal. Yeah. I mean, really, like, what's most attractive about him is that he's, he's a really good character. Yeah. And he's really great at it. And he's convinced that she's a good pianist, even though she wasn't, which is adorable, and I love it. Because that's how, because you know, like, they say love is blind, and like, he was just like enamored with how great she was, and she's just like, oh, I'm just oh kind of thinking this. <laughs> yeah. 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 But he was, you know, talking to his sister about this girl. Yeah. Telling yeah. her how great she was, yeah. and how he couldn't wait for them to meet and, like, be friends, mm-hmm. which is also adorable. Yeah, it really is. Although she did not do that with her sisters. <laughs> she no. kept that very hidden from her sisters. You know, and then it's really interesting that she really yeah. did hide her attraction to Darcy until she was engaged. Yeah. Which is pretty interesting. Which could have just been because of the overwhelming amount of other things that were going on. That's true. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. with everything going on with Lydia mm-hmm. and then... The whole thing with Bingley and yeah. not knowing that she was in town that whole time and all coming back. Well, and and also, she thought she was never going to see him again. Yeah, she did say that. So, she was thinking, okay, if I'm never going to see him again, I'm not going to tell my sister. Why bring it up? Yeah. Yeah, why bring it up? Why dwell on it? Yeah. If, you know. Well, she did. Back. I mean, she did tell... Jane about how he had like tried to leave her presence immediately, yeah. Yeah. which she clearly misinterpreted. She did, yes. yeah, in hindsight, yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, she was convinced like he wanted nothing to do with her, right? So she well, was just gonna move on, right? Which, and you know, for most of women, that's is what we would do. Yeah, you know, it's actually a very like normal reaction. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it actually does make a lot of sense why she was like, oh, if he's going to leave nowhere, I'm not going to 
Yeah. Why try to explain this? Because we didn't get along when we were in the same town. Right. Why bother? Yeah. Being like, oh, he's actually a really nice guy. Mm -hmm. We'll never see you again. Yeah. (laughs) So who cares? (laughs) Yeah. the beauty of Jane Austen stuff is so like so interesting and the fact that it still perseveres as like a relevant story it is still so relevant and we've been able to name so many adaptations Uh from over the years from like the 50s Mm -hmm. the 90s um Mm -hmm. like even 10 years ago yeah and the most recent one which was probably still it was still five years ago was the YouTube version oh. I was telling you about the Lizzie yeah. Bennet diaries. Yeah. Uh-huh. The like they took that and reinterpreted it to a whole new like modern era. Modern era yeah. With videos and like mm-hmm. scandals of a whole different kind. That's true, yeah. Like they had to change up a lot of stuff to make it yeah. not a lot, but like circumstances. Circumstances but in order to make it relevant. But yeah. I mean this this book was published two hundred years ago. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. It is pretty insane. It's because the human aspect, the the assumptions that we have, mm-hmm. uh, that can be wrong. Yeah. Uh, that that stuff doesn't change. Yeah. It's so relatable. Yeah. Like everyone has knows that like crazy family, and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the misinterpretations of things, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's the relationships that. Are the same as they always have been. Yeah. The way people relate to each other. And that's why it can be translated to Bollywood, yeah. to YouTube, to yeah. Bridget Jones, and yeah. it still works. So great. So great. Oh, we'll do it better than others. But... Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as you said, this one is the best. <laughs> it's just because it's the purest one. Yeah. It is the closest. Her. Colin Firth coming out of the lake, which you just automatically fall in love with him at I that feel point. like Jane Austen would have been okay with that. Like, maybe not. I don't oh, know. But... She might have rolled over in her grave. But it literally is, for some reason, that one off scene, it just intensifies everything for some reason. Mm-hmm. Not a lie. And like we said, it, like, it kind of launched his career as yeah. like movie heartthrob character. Yeah. For people who haven't seen it, I'm like, you crazy. I hadn't seen it until today. I know, and now you know. Which is bizarre. And now you know. And now I know. Now you know if you want the purest version, this is the best one. Yeah. If you just want the dose, you go to the 2005 one. Mm-hmm. It's a great, great filler. It's a nice little pretty. It's a pretty film. I like that one. It's a very pretty film, yeah. Because I, I liked it when I first saw it. I was mm-hmm. like, it's a great adaptation, but to me, this is the OG. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. The pinnacle. The pinnacle. Yeah. There are other technical OGs, but this is the capital <laughs> there o, are technical. capital G, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not as thorough as this one. Right. Until this. Right. Although I am curious to see you had Catherine Hepburn played her in yeah, one. I'm pretty sure. That sounds fascinating. It's she would be the kind of terrible. feisty person. Oh I'm sure. Ugh. Because it's the nineteen fifties version of what they thought Regency or whichever period this is set. Um, I gotta, I gotta it. We Google things all the time, so it's fine. <laughs> I 
like a big old a lot less in this episode than most. Maybe a nice break for people. Yeah, it's 1940. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's early. For as far as films go. I mean, that's same time period as, like, uh, Gone with the Wind came out, like, the year after. Yeah. So, oh, okay. I thought it was, um, it's not Kathy Hepburn. It's Greil Garson, hmm. Florence Olivier. Oh. Um, Edna May Oliver, Marina Sullivan. I'm guessing Olivier is Darcy. Yep. It would have to be. He would have been the big name. Like famous guy as Florence Olivia. I thought it was Kathy Pepper. Maybe I'm thinking of Little Women and Kathy Pepper. Yeah, she was definitely in. That's she. Yeah, because I mostly know her version of Little Women, as compared to the '90s version of Little Women. I knew her version. See, I have hardly seen it. I've all, I've seen the other one many, many times, with um, Catherine Hepburn and uh, Elizabeth Taylor. See, that's what I'm confused about. They both have like these amazing Joe, actors. I can see how Joe is very similar to Lizzie Bennet, though. Yes, yes, she is. Very similar character. Yeah, very headstrong. Know what they want. Yeah. Maybe um, Joe might be a little more like risky. Yeah, she is. Well, and then you go, to me, I always go to Little, the 94 Little Women, because it's, it's my own writer, and it's yeah. Christian Bale. Yeah. Oh. See, I've never been a big Christian Bale fan. You've never seen the Newsies? No. Oh. I know. People rave about those two movies with him, <laughs> and I have not seen them. Oh. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you're coming back for that episode, it sounds like. <laughs> I, I, I own the Newsies. <laughs> We'll keep that in mind for future episodes. Of no, this. I I love the museum. I've heard like super good things about I've it. I've also but... seen it on Broadway. It's fantastic. Nice. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Um. Yeah, but yeah, it's the nineteen forty version. Pride and Prejudice. This one's good. That's Cost interesting. Oh, I'm sure. Because um, for some reason Hollywood was like, let's not be accurate about costumes. Yeah, they weren't really they big on that thing. at that time. When you're doing a, like a modern film from the 50s or 60s, the costumes are awesome. Yeah. But, um, a period, period piece from the 50s <laughs> or 60s. That's why we oh. had such a laugh watching Brigadoon was the costumes in that movie are lovely. Okay. They are lovely. But they are 1950s interpretations of like 1700 Highland Scotland. And not at all accurate. Like, okay. I'm sure no one wore T-length dresses in the 1700s. That no. was not a thing. No. I'm sure they didn't wear as many red plaid tights on men as they did Probably in this not. movie. No. But. No, you gotta go to, if you want accurate costumes of the 1700s in Scotland, you gotta go watch um, um, Outlander. Yeah. Yeah. If you want accurate yeah. costumes. And like, it was crazy because like they were on, they were like nominated for costume design. They had beautiful costumes. They were not historically accurate, accurate yeah. whatsoever. I mean the great thing about this one is they are pretty historically accurate. Yeah. They look which is nice. Yeah. And they are they did a great job with the 2005 version too. Yeah, I love the costumes uh-huh. in that one too. They're very similar. Yeah. And as they should be. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I also love um Again, similar, but all the costumes in Sense and Sensibility from the oh, 90s. Oh, yeah. Like, that film's great, too. I love that movie so much. Oh, Alan Rickman. 
I know. He's so wonderful in that movie, too. Yeah. yeah. So it's good. funny because I didn't quite understand it when I saw it originally when yeah. I was little. Like, why Alan Rickman was this amazing character as an adult. Mm-hmm. I do get it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, Willoughby. Willoughby's an idiot. Yeah. He could have had her, but. But he was dumb. But he was dumb, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That was one of those, like, well, who on you, dude? You just made a stupid decision. Yeah. It's not a Wickham. Willoughby was not Wickham. Yeah, Willoughby was pretty slimy. I mean, it's slimy, but not to the same he, extent. I'm pretty sure. I think they kind oh, wait, of walk around it. Oh, did he get girl it. pregnant? Yeah. That's what he did. That's right. And it was, um, I wanted to call him Snape, but that's not his name. <laughs> Alan Rickman. <laughs> Alan Rickman's character, Brandon's, uh-huh. like, ward that he took in or like stepsister or like uh-huh. he was supposed to be taking care of her uh-huh. and so he sent her to live with this family in the country uh-huh. and have a good childhood uh-huh. and then like Willoughby ran off with her and got her pregnant oh okay yeah it's been a while yeah okay. I watch it quite often <laughs> okay I mean it's great, it's great yeah story. so story. there's always that slimy guy yeah in a Jane Austen book yeah so Willoughby was really pretty. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. My favorite in that movie, though, is Emma Thompson, and she ends up with Hugh Grant. So I know it's I so am great. not arguing <laughs> because they're adorable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a good. That's a good one. Right. So one last question. Yeah. That we have to ask at the end of every movie. Yes. How many Channing Tatums would you give this movie? Ten. Ten. <laughs> we're talking. That you do not hesitate. No. Because, I mean, if we're talking Channing Tatum, then we're talking a mix of amazingness of Step Up and also, mm-hmm. oh, what? Uh, we're not going to talk about Magic Mike because that's just awkward. But. Yeah. But, and actually Magic Mike, the first one, not a very good movie. It's not. <laughs> Sorry no. about the people who actually like it. But no, the second one was way better. Which I haven't seen, so I don't know. Um, I mean, better is remotely, oh, you know, relative. But, anyway, but, go on. Yeah, Channing Tatum yeah. as in step-up mode, but also in she's the man mode. Yes, yes. Like We love oh. she's the man, Channing yes. Tatum. Yes. So ten of those. Yes. Meaning, I agree. Meaning awesome good looking would be great in a recreation of the coming out of the pond scene <laughs> yes yes and his wife would be, be you know the, the lady yes you know and you can see him jenna is wonderful him. yeah Je- yeah jenna, jenna, yeah she's great she's wonderful yeah so i just want her playing lizzie and then i think we could probably call them up and arrange that yeah and let's just recreate <laughs> that scene and we'll be good yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> i i agree this is this gets lots of chanting tatums <laughs> Whatever that means to you, because <laughs> we don't we don't actually define the Channing What's scale. What's Channing Tatum? <laughs> what does that mean? Doesn't matter. What's a one Channing Tatum? Hmm. I've had some movies where I was like, I wouldn't even compare this to Channing Tatum. Because I'm like, no, this has nothing. No, I can't remember what any of those were right now. Like, oh, like, Demolition Man. I was like, you can't compare this to Channing Tatum's. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. But we gave Brigadoon plenty because dance moves. So many good dance moves in that movie. Dance moves. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Or you could do Chris Pratt's, though, too. I mean, yeah. We do love Either Chris one, Pratt. I would do 10. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm with you there. <laughs> that's, that's good. So it's like if you need sexy versus... Adventuresome? I don't know. Okay. Maybe. I was going to say charming, and that wasn't quite the right one either. He is really charming, I yeah. think. But I, I think if you need, like, a... They're both, like, authentically just good people. Yeah. They're manly men. They're family men. You know, I respect that. I think yeah. they both love their wives, which is awesome. Um, they're both very good-looking. You know what's interesting is both of them and... Colin Firth have been in action films, and I was very surprised to see Colin Firth in an action movie. Oh, and um, in Kingsman, uh, yeah. And I was like, "Why isn't he doing more of this? <laughs> this is fantastic." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, very pleasantly surprised yeah. at his character in that movie. He can do a lot. That's great. I mean, he has the Oscar to prove, and he can do a lot. There you go. So, yeah, good job. Uh-huh. <laughs> now you have another. Another we'll one. just use all of those <laughs> from now on. <laughs> well, because some people are like Team Chris Pratt, yeah, and other people are Team Channing Tatum. So we're Team both, so it's okay. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so if you guys found any of this remotely tantalizing, which is how we wrap up our podcast, is you can find us at. Viewing Party Pod on Facebook and not Facebook. I'm sorry. <laughs> what am I doing? I don't know. On Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> you can also go to our website at viewingpartypod.com, which is where you can find all the like information and links about all the episodes and send us notes if you want to. Yeah. Feel free. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to follow on my Instagram, it's yeah. Let us know. Doc Dress. Yeah. D O C D R E S S. Nice. And you have a website. And I have a website, docdress.com. Nice. If you want to read about my blog. Yeah, so if you want to learn more about Chelsea and what she does and mm-hmm. all of that, you can check that out. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for being on the podcast today and You're for welcome. inviting me over to watch a lot. <laughs> Five hours. <laughs> Pride and Prejudice with yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We'll mm-hmm. have to be back to watch Newsies sometime because that sounds super fun. I I won't sing. (laughs) I mean, you're welcome to. We sing all the time. Oh, Katie sings a lot. I don't sing very often. No, No. I'll I'll restrain myself. Okay.